Water heaters are just plain dumb. They're designed to keep your water hot whether you need it or not. And that can mean lots of wasted energy. But there's a quick fix that's easy and inexpensive. Read how to install a water heater blanket when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question, one eight 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 Money Pit, because as luck would have it, that's what we do. We answer them. Eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. So if you are standing in water up to your knees and wondering what you should do, call a plumber. But for less dramatic home improvement questions, call us right now. We are here to help you get the job done. We're here to help inspire you, to inform you, to teach you to coach you through those home improvement projects. We have a action-packed show planned for you today. First up, we're going to talk about bathroom makeovers. You know, if you've got an old worn bathtub or bathroom and it's really dragging down the look of the entire house and say a total makeover is not in the budget, we're going to have some tips to help you take care of that old bathroom makeover, but on the cheap. Learn more in just a bit. Ah, and since things do tend to wear out in the bath, specifically the tub, we are going to be telling you about some other things in the house that tend to wear out as well. Appliances. If you think your appliance has seen better days, Do you think, hmm, maybe I should call a repairman? Or do you think it might just be cheaper to replace your washing machine or that dishwasher? Well, we're going to tell you what you should do about that later on this hour. And we're going to save you some money on your heating system because I'm sure that you're all suffering from leaky wallet disease right now because the bills have been so darn high. We're going to give you some tips to help tune up that efficiency. And also this hour, we're giving away a great prize. It's the Orion Cooker. It's worth 149 bucks. It's only going to one lucky caller this hour. And it's kind of an interesting cooking device. It's not quite a barbecue grill, but it's more than just a conventional smoker. It's really interesting. And Tom used it on his Thanksgiving turkey, which I hear was a major success. Big it's time. awesome. It cooks fast. I mean, it's really kind of unique. Yeah, it's a it's a convection charcoal fired convection oven is what it is, and I got to tell you the turkey was falling off the bone. So call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Let's get right to the phones. Leslie, who's first? Peter in New York. Welcome to the Money Pit. What can we help you with? Yes, I have asbestos on the rear of my house. They're about twelve inches high and about twenty four inches wide. Okay. And I, I can't find at, at any of the uh, rental places a cutter. I know there's an asbestos cutter. I've never seen one, but mm-hmm. I know there's one out there. Yeah. So, but I can't locate one. So I, I they told me I could cut it with a circular saw with a plywood blade on it. Right. But the, I keep burning out the blade. I can't make the corner cuts, and there's a lot of smoke. Right. Well, these are cement say. cement asbestos shingles, correct? Yes. Why do you need to cut them? What kind of a job are you doing? Oh, well, we're, we're taking out the windows, and the rear, we're changing the windows. Okay. And then we want to put them back, but naturally we have a different shape to the building now. Right. So I want to put them back, and naturally they, they, they were painted a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it all blends. 
Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. There is an asbestos tile shear uh, that is used specifically to cut tiles. And it yep. kind of, you know, kind of uh, um, scores them and breaks them, I guess would be the best way to explain it. And it's something that you typically do find at a rental house. And uh, if you can't locate it, your option would be what probably... What a stone blade? Well, like a masonry blade, since it's encased in cement, essentially. Yeah, that probably would work. But you need to use a full respirator so you're completely yeah. isolated from this because you're going to be stirring up that dust and breathing it, and it's really, really bad for you. I, I know it's happened already. Okay. Yes. Uh, my only problem with, with the saw, I tried that saw, but unless you really hold this asbestos down, you'll crack them. At least I crack oh, them, yeah. put it that way. Yeah, you might find that it's easier to put uh, a plywood blade or a stone blade on a table saw if you had a table yeah. saw. Oh, oh that you nice. wouldn't be yeah. holding on to a circular saw. Then you don't have to worry about holding them down and and and, and then you know you're cut the straight. guard back. You can really have both hands to use to move the material. Oh no, very good. I'm glad <laughs> I called. All right. Okay. Thank you for your time. They always sound so surprised when we come up with a good idea, Leslie. <laughs> I don't know why it is. 888-666-3974. Who's next? Marion, Illinois needs some help cleaning the kitchen counter. What's going on? Tell us about it. What I found is floor tile, ceramic floor tile, but I would like to use it for my kitchen countertop. It's okay. just a, a really lovely tile. Is it sealed? Yes. Okay. And a friend told me that you could disinfect the tile, but you couldn't disinfect the grout. And for use in the kitchen, I, you know, I just wondered, is this practical to use floor tile for countertop? Sure. Why not? I mean, yeah, tile is used all the time in a countertop situation. I think it's important to seal that grout. Number one, you're going to prevent dirt and bacteria from getting in there, and it's also going to make your cleaning process a lot easier. So I say go for it. It'll make a really nice project and something that you can easily do yourself. And the seams would be the same as it would be on a floor, or can you make them more narrow? Well, if you're going to use a floor tile, you're going to, you're going to have a wider joint. Yeah. And in, in that case, I think, Leslie, what she might be talking about is the difference between sand grout and non-sanded mm -hmm. grout. How large are these tiles? Are they 12-inch square, 16? They're 12-inch. 12 They're 12-inch 12 square. Usually, on a floor situation, you're going to have a wider grout line, which means you're going to use a sanded grout to accommodate more space. I say go ahead and make them much more close together and go ahead and use a non-sanded, because then it'll fill in more nicely in those narrow spaces, and then do seal that grout. Yeah, absolutely seal it. You want to use a silicone-based sealer, Mary, and do it right away, because this way it won't have a chance to get dirty. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned into the Money Pit, and the holidays are just days away, and you are running out of time to get your house in tip-top shape. But that's what we're here for. We can help. So call in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even Christmas at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, don't throw out that worn bathtub with the bathwater. <laughs> Refinish it instead. Learn how after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. 
You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Hi, I'm Leslie Segretti. And I'm Tom Kreitler with some great holiday gift ideas for the do-it-yourselfer on your holiday shopping list. You know, the Home Depot gift card is the perfect gift for just about anyone. It inspires recipients to start home projects, and 9 out of 10 homeowners already shop at the Home Depot. Gift cards are available from $5 to $5,000. And how about this? Who wouldn't love to improve their shower experience? Moen's new Inspire showerheads are easy to install and come in three, five, and seven different settings. Users can choose from relaxing and invigorating sprays as well as massage settings. And make sure that dad's or mom's tools stay sharp with the WorkSharp 3000. Its innovative air-cooled dry sharpening system is fast, easy to use, and works every time, sharpening those woodworking and shop tools with precision repeatability. And for the person in your life that loves to save a buck and who doesn't, give them membership to the American Homeowners Association. Members receive discounts on hundreds of home-related products and services. And check this, they get two great tools from Zircon just for signing up for free. For these great ideas and more, visit MoneyPit.com. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Wouldn't it be great if you never had to worry about running out of hot water? Do you want to pay less money to heat water for your home? How about this? A $300 credit on this year's taxes. All of those things can be yours with a Ream tankless water heater. A Ream tankless water heater is backed up by more than 80 years of trusted quality and a reliable reputation and provides as much hot water as you want when you want it. You can run the dishwasher, your washing machine, and shower at the same time and still have plenty of hot water left over. And Ream tankless water heaters qualify for a $300 federal energy efficiency tax credit through the end of 2007. So if you're in the market for a new water heater and you never want to run out of hot water again, now is a great time to go tankless. Plenty of hot water, energy efficiency, and a $300 tax credit. What more could you want? Relax, it's Ream. Visit SmarterHotWater.com to learn more. That's SmarterHotWater.com. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to put the ho-ho in home improvement. So pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, because we're going to make your holiday time just a bit nicer. If you are the one caller that we draw out of the Money Pit hard hat of this hour's calls, you could win the Orion Cooker worth 149 bucks. It's a new way to cook your holiday meals. It combines convection, steam, and smoke. And I use it 
on my Thanksgiving turkey, and it worked fabulous. And your turkey took, what, two and a half hours, and mine took six? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> my cooker was much more green way to cook it. We just wasted a little charcoal. We didn't go burn fossil fuel. Oh, nice to make me feel bad. 888-666-3974. We can send that cooker to you if you are the caller who we draw out of the Money Pit Hard Hat this hour. So pick up the phone and give us a ring. All right. Well, we all know the kitchen. It's the holidays. You're spending a lot of time in there, and it could be the biggest return on investment when you're doing a remodel in your house. But a bathroom also can really add major value to your home. And it doesn't have to cost a fortune either in the remodeling process. Just some new paint, some new fixtures, even accessories like some big fluffy towels and some gorgeous new colors, and you've got a great new look, except for that tub. Oh, Mm. the problem of the tub. It's a big fixture costs a lot of money and if yours has seen better days you should consider refinishing it because a pro can come in and refinish a damaged old or even an out-of-date bathtub at a fraction of what you're going to pay for a brand spanking new one plus you are not going to get soaked by the added costs of think about it replacing your pipes the hardware any damage you have to do to the wall and the floor during any demolition and all that work to put in the new tub it really is a cost-effective way to make that bath sparkle Cheap tricks for chic bathrooms. There you have it. 888-666-3974 is the telephone number. Give us a call right now. If you need some home improvement advice, some bathroom remodeling advice, some kitchen remodeling advice, or if you just want to talk, Leslie, who's next? Eric in Mississippi is working on a shower project. What can we help you with? Uh, Yeah, I'm working on a shower uh, pan, and I'm looking for what type of concrete to use on top of the underlayment. Um, I got the... Uh, PVC underlayment underneath, and and then I'm going to have to pour another inch or inch and a half of concrete on top of that. Okay. What would be the, the best type of concrete to use? Eric, typically you would use normal concrete to pour a shower pan, but keep in mind that concrete's probably not the best surface for shower pans and tubs and things like that, only because the water will eventually erode it. And also, just the day-to-day use of grime and so on is going to get in there. It's going to look kind of dirty. But if you want to do it, typically it's regular concrete, and it has to slope about a quarter of an inch per foot in towards the drain. And the second thing is to make sure you reinforce it. So you need to put some some wire mesh reinforcing embedded into it so it doesn't crack on you. Okay, yeah, I'll be placing tile on top of this. Um, oh, okay. Well, then basically you're just talking about a mud base under the tile. and In, in, in exactly. that case, it should be fine. Because there are opportunities where folks have done, you know, a high design bath where they've completely poured the shower pan out of concrete. And it's doable, but it does require a lot of attention paid to it. Yep. Just a standard three to one mix? Standard, yep. Eric, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Eddie in New Jersey has a cleaning problem. What can we help you with? How can we help? I have some uh, natural stone in my house. Um, I have uh, marble and I also have uh, something called Jerusalem tile. Okay. Okay. And um, I just want to know what's the best way to clean it, because uh, my kids uh, spill uh, a lot of, like, acidy, um, like iced tea and, like, orange juice and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and we have a hard time getting it off. A good product to use to clean the floor is a product called Marblex. It's a concentrated stone floor cleaner. There's a good website to check out. It's called stonecare.com. They have a lot of very specialized mm-hmm. cleaning products for natural stone. And then... 
once you get it cleaned, then you need to seal it. And this is something you have to do from time to time because it's a fairly porous material. Even though it's incredibly durable, it is porous. And so just from day-to-day use, it's going to get dirty. But use Marble X to clean it, and then you can seal it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We, we we did seal it initially when we when we put the tile. That was about two years ago. Right. How often? How often do you think we need to seal that? Probably every one to two years, depending on you know what the what the uh, what wear the and tear is, is on it. Yeah. yeah. What the traffic is. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, thank you very much. All right. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Judith in South Carolina has a question about mildew. What can we help you with? Hi. I was wondering. Um, about mildew in the venting, we have a heat pump, 16-year-old house, um, coastal area, so we have a lot of humidity. Okay. And we had the vents cleared um, oh, about a year ago, and we seem to have a lot of dust. So when he did that, he said that he saw a bit of mold mildew back in one area, so he would spray for that, and that should help control that. We did notice in our bedroom in the closet um, more indication of that. We took the vent cover off, and it had um, mold or mildew on it. And so we used alcohol. Um, We're kind of leery about using a Clorox-based solution to clean the inside of the vent that we could see, Um, but really, what should we do? Because obviously, it's like an artery. If if your carotid artery is clogged, you know the rest of the system has (laughs) some problems. True. And you've had the ducts cleaned? We did. We did. And, you know, I think it blew a beer can out and some dust and a bit of that. Well, you have to remember that that with the metal ducts, you're not going to have mold grow on the ducts because they're not organic. It's going to grow on the dust. It'll grow on the dust, exactly. So cleaning the dust, cleaning the ducts and cleaning the dust off the ducts is the best way to to get rid of that. Um, The other thing that I would suggest is to put in a high-quality electronic air cleaner, like an April Air electronic air cleaner. I think it's model 5000 which is incredibly efficient, even picks up virus size particles. Um, but in terms of cleaning that, generally we recommend a bleach and water solution. I don't know why you're hesitant to use that, but you know, simply uh, I would say about two parts, three parts bleach uh, to about seven or eight parts water. Uh, it's going to do a good job at, at killing any, any uh, mold spores that are left behind or any mildew that's left behind in that area. So if you see it, I would just spray it down and wipe it out and put in a good quality electronic air cleaner. That will keep it clean all year long. Okay. Um, we do run, when, when we built the house, we were advised that we would need a humidifier. Okay. But we, we really do find we do need it or else mm-hmm. we have... Um, problems with noses and throats right. and, and everything, but we just use a small cool air vaporizer that we used for our children when they were growing up. Okay. Um, and so we do put some moisture into the air, but not a lot during the winter time. Okay. Do you think that's exacerbating the problem? Not at all. Nope, not at all. Uh, what I would suggest you do is put on a good quality electronic air cleaner and just scrub the air. You will see a marked difference mm-hmm. in the quality of the air in the house if you put on a good quality electronic air cleaner. And you'll also notice you're feeling better. 
Right, okay. And you recommended this April Air 5000? Yep, April Air Model 5000. Good unit, not too expensive, can be installed by your local heating and cooling contractor. Okay, and that's where I should start? Yep, absolutely. Uh, looking for that? Yes, call your local heating contractor, ask for the April Air. It's, uh, their website is aprilair.com. You can read more about it there. Margaret in Colorado is thinking about remodeling the bath, which is a great choice. It offers an excellent return on investment. How can we help you with the project? I have um, a small bathroom downstairs, and it has, it's a bi-level, and it's a cement floor. Over that was tile composition, and I had white linoleum laid over that um, a year ago. And when the linoleum was put down, the toilet was cracked in the back, which I didn't notice, and um, so it leaked underneath the white linoleum, and that has all turned black around the toilet. So what I'm wondering is if I could just put tile over top of that linoleum instead of pulling it out. Has the toilet been repaired? Oh, yes. I had a new toilet put in. Okay, then what I would suggest is, can you put tile on top of the linoleum? Probably not, because it's not going to adhere very well. But what you could put there is laminate floor. And laminate floor stands up very, very well to moisture, and there are laminate floor patterns that look like tile, look like stone, or they could look like wood, whatever pattern you like. But the stuff's incredibly durable and very moisture-resistant. Okay, it's called laminate? Laminate floor. Like, like, think like the laminate countertops that you used to see years ago, except okay. the laminate on this floor is like 20 times tougher than the laminate that was on a countertop ever was. The laminate floors are actually tested. There's a test called a Tabor abrasion test where they spin an abrasive disc into the laminate and determine um, how tough it is. And when you compare a laminate floor to a laminate countertop, the laminate floor is 20 times thicker and tougher than the laminate countertop. And it holds up really well underwater as well. So I could put that bin on top of my linoleum? Yes, they're mm-hmm. floating floors. They don't have to even be nailed down. They just need some molding around the edge, and they look great. And they all lock together, so they're pretty easy to put together as well. Now, do I have to take the toilet up again? It's the best way to do it, yes. Yeah. It is the best way to do it. You could floor around it, but I'd recommend against it. I would recommend taking the toilet up and extending the flange up the uh, quarter inch or so additional thickness that the floor will take up and then put it back down. That will give you the cleanest, best-looking installation and the least chance of any leakage. Okay. Well, thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This is the Money Pit. Did you ever notice how your dishwasher usually starts acting funny right around the time, you know, when it's busiest or, in fact, when your warranty expires? Well, up next, we are going to tell you when you should repair or when you should just flat replace your aging appliances. So stick around. You live in a Money Pit. The Muddy Pit is being brought to you by, well, by us. Get a $1,000 guarantee that the contractor you hire gets the job done right with your new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And get $50 in Zircon tools if you join in the next 30 minutes. Call now, 866-REAL-HOME. That's 866-REAL-HOME. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. And the question is, to repair or replace? That is the question. That is the question. (laughs) What should you do if your appliance's warranty has just expired and it needs a repair? When it comes to a major repair or replacement, age is the biggest factor. For example, if your refrigerator is near its 15-year life expectancy, replacement is the way to go. For a newer appliance, updated parts, new door seals, and other types of adjustments are reasonable investments. But if your warranty is still good, it's always a good idea to do the repair. If it's not, then you really have to determine what the return on investment is. And to do that, we created a chart, which you will find on moneypit.com, called Repair or Replace, that will tell you how much you should be spending on a repair for an appliance based upon its age. It's handy, and it's accessible for free at moneypit.com. And, you know, warranties, I always feel, is like the tricky, slippery slope. You know, it's you're paying for this appliance, whatever it is, stereo equipment, computer, refrigerator, at the store, you're trying to get out of there, and then all of a sudden, salesman's like, hey, warranty, X amount of dollars, and you almost feel pressured into taking it. But it is a tough call, and the retailers are really the ones who are counting on these add-on warranties to bump up their profits, especially this time of year, which it's all about the bottom line. But in our very next e-newsletter, we're going to spell it out for you and tell you exactly when to splurge on this warranty and when to say no thanks. You don't always have to get it. If you want some info, you should sign up for our free weekly e-newsletter at moneypit.com. It's filled with great information that's going to save you money, save you energy dollars, and help you get the projects done in a good amount of time and keep you happy. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Taking a call from Ken in Oklahoma who's dealing with a saggy wall. Where is it? What's happening? What are you seeing? Well, I bought an older house, my wife and I, and one of the interior walls that runs from the front to the back of the house has about about three and a half inches of sag. I assume it's from settling. And it's something that we didn't notice because when we looked at the house, there was furniture and stuff in it, and it kind of hid the, the sloping of the floor. Is the floor sloping, or is the wall sort of gaping out, I guess is the word? No, it's the, the floor sloping towards where it's uh, the low spot. Okay, and what is the floor made out of? It's a, it's a wood floor. It's a wood floor. And how old is the house, Ken? Probably about 70, 80 years old. All right. Well, a sloping wood floor in an 80-year-old house is not all that unusual. The, the, the area that has to be inspected is under the floor. And so you need to get under the floor and have a look and see what's causing this. Now, if it's a sagging girder or uh, if it's a split floor joist or something of that nature, that could be easily fixed. But what is below this floor? Is it a crawl space, a basement, what? It's a crawl space. Okay, so what you got to do here is an inspection of the crawl space, and if, and if you don't want to do this, you could hire a home inspector to do it, but you need to try to determine where this low part is in the floor, and then look at the floor structure and determine why it's sagging. Now, it could be very well be that it's just sagged over the 70 or 80-year-old lifespan of this house, and that's all not all that unusual, and you know I would kind of ch- credit that to charm. You know I wouldn't uh, necessarily think that you need to do any fixing there, but if it turns out that there's a rotted beam or there's termite damage or something of that nature, then it might have to be addressed. Well, I hadn't noticed any damage. I've been under there a couple times because we added a second bathroom. Mm-hmm. But it's just right where that wall is at is where the rooms, the the room surrounding it slopes towards that. That 
especially right in the middle between the living room and the dining room. Is there a girder under that area? Yes, there is. Well, the girder is sag then. You know, this may be beyond your expertise to, to, uh, to check and determine what's going on. I might suggest that you hire a home inspector to have a look. Okay. Did you have an inspection done when you bought the house? No, we didn't. Mm, yeah, well, that, that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do because a home inspector yeah. may have picked this up. But, you know, listen, call one in now and get, get a second opinion. And not a contractor because a home inspector is not going to sell you anything here. We don't want a contractor to come in and you sell, rep- sell repair you don't need. So hire a home inspector. You can go to the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors. It's a not-for-profit organization that tests and certifies home inspectors at ASHI.org, A-S-H-I.org. Uh, put in your zip code. They'll give you a list of, uh, of certified ASHI inspectors in your area. Pick one from that list and, and let them take a look. Find out what's going on, then you'll know what to do about it. Ken, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Thank you. We're going to talk to Fig in Illinois, who's dealing with a wet garage floor. Tell us what's going on. When the winter came to spring and uh, temperatures went warm, my garage floor, um, if I, I have a nice concrete floor, but it just turned into what seemed like a sponge because it was so wet. And I didn't know if there's something that I can do to help um, that moisture from coming up through the ground or if that's non-fixable or what I'm looking at. Now, did you notice the floor would become very wet after, say, a rainfall, or did this occur after the snow was melting? It, it seems to be temperature um, change, not, not rainfall. Well, it probably is somewhat associated with moisture because concrete is very hydroscopic. In other words, it soaks up water very, very easily. And typically what happens if you get a lot of water that collects at the foundation perimeter of your house, then what happens is that will get drawn up into that slab and it becomes very, very damp. So the solution, therefore, is to try to look at the drainage issues that are around your house, Fig. I would start with the gutter system to make sure that the soil at the sides of the garage and even around that area um, have uh, makes that the gutter system is extended out away from the foundation perimeter. Secondly, I would make sure that it's clean. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, I would add some soil and slope it away from the walls. Those three things working together will keep that area as dry as possible, and that will reduce the chance that moisture is going to be drawn up into that slab. Well, and also I think with garages, a lot of people think, if, especially if it's a freestanding garage, that you don't have to have gutters on it. But if you're dealing with a lot of moisture there, you should go ahead and install some gutters and make sure those downspouts deposit the water you know, far away from the garage, you know, maybe three, three feet or so away. And right. beyond that, I would suggest also painting the garage floor with an epoxy paint. Uh, a two-part epoxy, Quickrete makes a good one. Basically, you mix the two parts together, and so it's a, it's a chemical cure. And doing so is going to reduce the amount of moisture that, that sort of gets drawn through to the surface of the floor. All righty. Yeah, I, it is a freestanding one, and I don't believe there's any gutters around it. So. Well, there you have it. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you very much. Easy to fix. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, okay, when the temperatures go down and your thermostat usually goes up, so does your heating bill. Up next, we're going to tell you what the U.S. Department of Energy says is the best way to keep those heating dollars from flying right out the door. Dad, can you make 
make sure there are no monsters under my bed. Anything for you, princess. Don't forget the dust mites in my pillow. Uh, and the pollen, spores, and bacteria in the air. Uh, I'll cast a magic spell to make them disappear. Dad, this isn't a fairy tale. We need an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner to trap up to 99% of the harmful particles from our air. There's even an April Air Electronic Air Cleaner that traps viruses. Protect your family from bacteria, viruses, and other airborne impurities with an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner. April Air, the best in indoor air comfort. Hi, I'm Leslie Segretti. And I'm Tom Kreitler with some great holiday gift ideas for the do-it-yourselfer on your holiday shopping list. You know, the Home Depot gift card is the perfect gift for just about anyone. It inspires recipients to start home projects, and 9 out of 10 homeowners already shop at the Home Depot. Gift cards are available from $5 to $5,000. And how about this? Who wouldn't love to improve their shower experience? Moen's new Inspire shower heads are easy to install and come in three, five, and seven different settings. Users can choose from relaxing and invigorating sprays as well as massage settings. And make sure that dad's or mom's tools stay sharp with the WorkSharp 3000. Its innovative air-cooled dry sharpening system is fast, easy to use, and works every time, sharpening those woodworking and shop tools with precision repeatability. And for the person in your life that loves to save a buck and who doesn't, give them membership to the American Homeowners Association. Members receive discounts on hundreds of home-related products and services. And check this, they get two great tools from Zircon just for signing up for free. For these great ideas and more, visit MoneyPit.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at The Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Wouldn't it be great if you never had to worry about running out of hot water? Do you want to pay less money to heat water for your home? How about this? A $300 credit on this year's taxes. All of those things can be yours with a Ream tankless water heater. A Ream tankless water heater is backed up by more than 80 years of trusted quality and a reliable reputation and provides as much hot water as you want when you want it. You can run the dishwasher, your washing machine, and shower at the same time and still have plenty of hot water left over. And Ream tankless water heaters qualify for a $300 federal energy efficiency tax credit through the end of 2007. So if you're in the market for a new water heater and you never want to run out of hot water again, now is a great time to go tankless. Plenty of hot water, energy efficiency, and a $300 tax credit. What more could you want? Relax, it's Ream. Visit SmarterHotWater.com to learn more. That's SmarterHotWater.com. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories, with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we hold the nail for you. Well, <laughs> figuratively speaking, because we've seen you swing a hammer. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's pretty funny, Tom. <laughs> All right, folks, when you stop laughing, pick up the phone and give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit because one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the coolest holiday helper. It is the Orion Cooker. You don't just have to use it this time of year. You can use it all year round. It's worth 149 bucks, and it is the coolest, fastest, most succulent cooker in the land. It combines convection, steam, and smoke, and it really does cook amazingly great meals in a super quick amount of time. For example, it cooked Tom's 20-pound turkey in a little over two hours, whereas it took mine six in a traditional oven. delish. Yeah, and I bet mine wasn't nearly as juicy as yours, you punk. Well, it was the the natural gas fumes that kind of affected the flavor (laughs) with yours. (laughs) Hey, leave me alone. It's all I've got. And my turkey was still good. But this Orion cooker really kicks butt. So call us now. Ask your home improvement question on the air at 888-MONEY-PIT for your chance to win this really awesome prize. 888-666-3974 is the telephone number. All right, let's talk about energy efficiency. According to the Department of Energy, home insulation, an efficient and properly maintained heating system, and a reasonable thermostat setting is a great combination. Together, they can cut your annual heating bill by one half. One half. You should keep the thermostat at a couple of consistent settings for the whole heating season. A clock setback thermostat will definitely help. You want to keep it around 68 degrees when you're home and down to about 62 or 64 while you are sleeping and tucked under those warm covers. No need to heat the entire house when you are under the blanket. And remember that if you have a heat pump, which many of us do, you need a clock setback thermostat designed specifically for the heat pump system because if you don't have it, you will force the system to run in its electric resistance mode which is super expensive. So make sure you get a clock setback thermostat that's designed for a heat pump. Yeah, and you know, those temperatures, you know, they sound low, but they're really ideal, especially if you go around your house and you get rid of all of those air leaks everywhere, including insulating your attic, your walls, and even replacing weather stripping around windows and doors. And even think about replacing existing windows and doors with insulated ones if you don't already have them and you've got some extra money. And do it before the end of this year because you could still qualify for that federal tax credit. Yeah, good point. And speaking of replacing windows and doors, make sure you take the extra step of flashing them. Use a good self-adhered premium flashing around them, not just the aluminum flashing of years ago. Make sure you use one of these high-tech products like we like Grace Vicor Plus, which is a very flexible high-tech membrane that seals the windows and the doors from air and moisture infiltration. And these things working together can really, really lower those heating bills. If you want more tips on how you can cut drafts and efficiently heat your home, visit Grace's website site at graceathome.com or pick up the phone right now and call us with your energy efficiency question at 888 money pit who's next betty in michigan is uh, removing some ceramic tile usually we get questions about putting it on but betty wants to take it off what's going on at your money pit yes i have tiling i'd like to remove it 12 by 12 uh, measurements and it's small squares i'd like to remove it and it's on plastered walls how can i do this without damaging the plaster behind it boy that's a tough one yeah that's a difficult one is this a bathroom yes yeah that's very hard to do because it may not be on plaster walls it might be on a mud base did you ever consider that That no it's uh plastered the wall the house has been uh given uh, a first coat of plaster and the second coat of plaster 
Mm-hmm. And then the tile was put on top of that. And then the tile was put on that, and I don't want to do something that damage it. Well, you're very, very likely going to damage the plaster and have to put on a third coat of plaster if you yeah. try to take that oh, off. No. Oh. Because yeah. generally, you're going to want to break up the grout, and then you're going to want to get some sort of chisel item behind the tile and tap it down and right. then pop it off. And but, I'm sure it was adhered to the old plaster wall, which, which is very is super porous. porous. So. Mm-hmm you're definitely going to end up uh, pulling off some of that plaster work at the same time, Betty, and you're going to have to replace it or repair it. You are tuned into the Money Pit. And hey, I just did a great project in my home. I installed French doors into my living room out to my screen and porch, and it really is so beautiful. So if you are looking for a way to add light, create a really elegant atmosphere in any room, whether it's your dining room, your kitchen, or your living room, French doors are the trick. But how do you choose the right ones for your home? We're going to help you figure it out, of course, next. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is being brought to you by, well, by us. Save hundreds a month on groceries, not to mention significant savings on home improvement products and services with your new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And get $50 in Zircon tools if you join in the next 30 minutes. Call now, 866-REAL-HOME. That's 866-REAL-HOME. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we love plywood just as much as you do. Well, perhaps <laughs> even more, because <laughs> that's what we do. We're all about home improvement. We're here to help you get the job done. Call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit, or head on over to our website at moneypit.com. There, you will find quick and easy ways to save money on your energy bills, including this tip: insulate your water heater with a blanket. We're not talking about the Afghan your mother made, <laughs> mind you, although that could be a good place it's a good to put use it. for it. <laughs> yeah. If, you know, if your mother-in-law is looking for the Afghan that she made, just tell her it's in the basement. Store it away, but put to good use around your water <laughs> heater. No, seriously, you could put a, a fiberglass water heater blanket around. Or better yet, if it's time to replace that water heater, put in a high-efficiency electric water heater and uh, also hook it up to a timer so that it only runs when you absolutely have to have it, which is generally only about 8 to 10 hours a day. You don't need to run it 24-7. Hey, if you want more tips on how you can make your water heater and other appliances more efficient, go to our website at moneypit.com and click on the repair and improve section. And you know what? While you're snooping around moneypit.com, if you've got a question you just got to get off your chest right at that moment, go ahead and click on Ask Tom and Leslie, and we will answer your email question just like we do every hour of the show at this point. And here we go, right into the email bag. We've got one here from Robin in Plymouth, Massachusetts, who writes, I have an induction cooktop. I had a guest come to visit, and they used a graniteware pot, which is a thin metal enamel to boil a chicken. It fused to the cooktop, leaving a residue in And in addition, flakes of the glass chipped out of the glass top in quarter-sized circles. Should this have happened, how can I fix it? Is it safe to use now since it uses magnetism instead of a radiant heating element? Well, uh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, um, I I think we should say that, that we are pretty much big fans of induction cookware. We've had a chance to uh, use induction cooktops. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating about them is because they do heat with uh, magnetism and not electricity, you can have a pan boiling water on a burner and literally touch that burner with your hand and, and it's you not hot. And you won't even feel it's, it. It's amazing. We did a TV show once where we had a stick of butter right next to a boiling 
pan full of water and the butter didn't melt for like seven hours. So yeah. we had it I mean, it finally there. got soft after like yeah. seven and a half hours. Just from but room they, temperature. <laughs> they really are an amazing cooking system. It's just you have to use very specific cookware when you're using an induction cooktop. Basically, if a magnet's going to stick to the bottom of your cookware, that's the type of cookware you want to use on it. Yeah, what I did to try to get some information on this is we turned to the experts at GE who make some of the best induction cookware out there, and they tell me that when you use a very thin metal pan with an enamel coating, what can happen is the pan heats up so quickly that the enamel could actually liquefy and almost act like an adhesive. And that's mm -hmm. what happened here. It glued uh, the pan right to the top. And then when it was separated, it lifted off some pieces of glass with it. So, uh, Robin, in your case, you're going to need to have that glass top replaced. But the thing here is to make sure that if you're going to use cookware on an induction cooktop, that the cookware is rated for induction cooking. The same way that you can't put metal bowls in a microwave, there are certain products that you cannot put on an induction cooktop. Yeah, I say replace that glass, still use your induction cooktop, be really happy with it because they are fantastic cook ranges. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. The conversation continues on our website at moneypit.com. And hey, while you're there, you can sign up for our podcast. You know, some radio shows think you should have to pay to download, not us. It's free. That's right. It's free at moneypit.com. So what can you do? Well, you can listen to any part of the show that you missed. You can also review our transcripts, and you can get the information that you need to tackle your home improvement projects 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can also call us 24-7 at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 money pit.